Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here are your hosts, editor Christian Berg and associate editor Mark Demko. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the Bow Hunting Podcast. Super excited today. We have two very special guests. When Christian and I were at the Archery Trade Association show, uh, we met uh, Dave and Aliyah Wozniak. And uh, it's an incredible story. Dave, you've been hunting most of your life. Your daughter started hunting when she was, I, I, I'm going to get this wrong, it's like six years old? Yeah, five or six years old, she, she actually started hunting um, with a crossbow at the time. Uh, we live in Ohio, and it's got some pretty liberal regulations as far as youth. There's no minimum age limit. They had an apprentice license at the time. As long as you were with a, a licensed hunting adult, you could hunt at any age in Ohio. You buried the lead, Mark. You buried the lead. Lots of kids start hunting when they're nine years old. Not that many kids who are how old, Aaliyah? Yeah. How old are you now? Well, I'm 14. So not too many 14-year-olds have killed how many bucks with your bow? Six with a compound. Yeah, six with a compound. And how so, many with the crossbow? That's right, seven with a compound. Se seven with a compound and... Three with a crossbow, three, I guess. Three yeah. with a crossbow. So she's 14 years old. She's killed 10 bucks. And dad, how many of them are over 140 inches? Yeah. With the with the bow, all of them, and a crossbow, all of them, I think, uh, I guess she's killed one in Montana that was mature deer. Actually, last year that wasn't quite 140, but uh, all of our Ohio deer have been 140 inches or above. But we're, it's okay. a good area. It's a good area and we're blessed. So Yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way, Mark, because yep. I didn't want to get too far into this show till people realize, why are we listening to this 14-year-old nope. girl? Well, you're listening to this 14-year-old girl because she's killed more big bucks than you'll kill in your lifetime and I'll kill in my lifetime. And you better listen to her because she can also shoot the lights out at 100 plus yards. She will outshoot you at 100 yards and she will outkill you every season. So with that now back to our regularly scheduled program, I'm sorry, Aaliyah, but I've just, I, I get excited when oh. I see you because you are my hero. Yeah, and I was gonna get to that after the ice baker question, but uh, no, I'm glad we took care of that because when you told me that you shot uh, how many deer and they were, you know, average of 150 inches and all of them over 140. I'll blow away. I'm still waiting for my first 140 inch deer. But, uh, um, you know, like you said, we just had a chance to meet you at ATA and super excited to have you on. But let's back up. Uh, Dave, when did you start getting uh, Aaliyah out with the bow? Like, I mean, obviously you started at a really young age. So let, let's talk a little bit about that. How did that process begin? As far as getting her outdoors, I, I you know, I don't think there's any such thing as too young to get a kid in the in the woods, get, get him in the field. Uh, just, you know, experience the outdoors in general. Um, they don't have to be hunting, obviously. She was helping blood trailing, scouting, checking trail cameras, you know, even helping with food plots when she was, or tagging along with me was, when she was two or three years old. Uh, then she actually started hands-on, like, you know, pulling a cult to pack her across a planted food plot at probably six or seven years old. Um, running a tractor when she was 10 years old, help, you know, again, helping plant food plots, checking trail cameras, uh, you know, glass and, glass and bean fields and alfalfa fields in the summer for deer when she was, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old. She started hunting with a crossbow when she was about five, six years old, because I thought she, at that point, was emotionally and mentally ready to handle harvesting a deer herself. She had been around me and actually witnessed kills that I had 
had with a bow over the years, you know, in the blind or tree stand. But I thought at about five, six years old, she was mentally, emotionally ready to handle killing something herself. Yeah. Now, Aaliyah, what's your first memory going out with dad? I mean, what, what's the, what's the first thing you can remember? Um, I remember he shot this buck and it was like, there was snow everywhere. Like the ground was covered in snow and I was super little though. Two so I yeah, two years old. I don't remember a little bit, but, um, I remember hugging the deer and saying, I love you to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, you yeah. probably you probably don't still do that every time anymore. Well, we we hug now. <laughs> in the last several years, so a couple of the bigger ones. Well, I mean, there's so much that we can dive into because obviously it's a process to go from where you started to where you are today. But I mean, I'd really like to hear from you, Aaliyah, because. You know, on the one hand, of course, you couldn't have done all that you've done without your dad. And he's been a great mentor for you. But I find it very interesting because there simply aren't a lot of 14-year-old girls who, even if they had your dad as dad, would really desire to do this the way that you do. So talk about, you know, the evolution in your own life from, yeah, when you're a little kid, I think you naturally want to do just about everything your parents do. But as you've gotten older, and of course, I know you're involved in lots of other activities. You got a lot of friends. You're a pretty normal teenage girl. Um, you know, why are you still so passionate about all this? Um, I guess it's just something that I really love to do, especially like with my dad. And I love to help like my little brother. I love to help like him get into hunting too. But I just like love being outdoors. And I don't know, I guess it's just really my passion. Does your dad ever have to bug you to go do this stuff? Or are you like always up for it? Usually I'm always up for it. There's a couple of times where if I have to get up early to do something. Yeah, turkey season's not our favorite, the 4 a.m. wake-ups, but but not mine anymore as well, either. Um, if I could add to that, it's, it's funny because there'll be the last several years, we had a couple of challenging seasons, late season hunting, that we didn't have the late season conditions or, you know, the regular season was tough on us or the earlier, the rut was tough, you know, just a fickle rut or a lack of rut in general. And there were days in January when we'd been hunting for three or four months at that point, you know, 15, 20 degree afternoon, just, I literally didn't want to hunt. And, you know, Aaliyah said, we're going, we're not going to kill anything in the house. So her persistence and perseverance and, and, you know, stick-to-itiveness uh, has always impressed me. And again, she's more, she's more uh, persistent than I am. It seems the last several years, I love hunting, don't get me wrong. Well, again, when it's been a long four month plus season and it's been a rough season and the odds are stacked against you and you're running out of time, running out of days like uh, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to get down on yourself. It's not going to happen tonight. That was kind of sometimes your mindset. Uh, but she's, you know, kept me positive in those situations and, 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 you know, comes through in the end, it seems every year. So. Well, and that's the thing, you know, you, you mentioned that I don't even think we we talked about where you guys are from yet. And we should have mentioned that right up front, but you guys are 
Ohio residents. And obviously that's a great deer hunting state. And as you said, you know, you made a reference, Dave, that you guys are blessed. I know you live in a good area of Ohio for deer hunting and, but you put in a lot of work, you know, talk to me about the amount of time that you guys spend in the field, not only in the season, like you said, sticking to it right up to the end when it's cold and miserable and most people have given up, but really starts uh, many, many months before that for you guys, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. I would say that it's literally 80% or even 90% non-hunting or out of season preparation and actual probably 10 or 20% hunting itself uh, and might maybe even more so. You know, we're, we're as soon as the season over and our season in Ohio for archery ends, usually early February. So as soon as the season's over, we're out, look, you know, looking for sheds and seeing what bucks, you know, made it through bow season. Uh, and then, you know, just another month later, we're starting to plan ahead and prep for, for spring, pup, spring uh, food plots and even get ready for turkey season. So then in April and May, you know, you're turkey hunting and then you start food plot prep, planting our summer plots in May and June. Then you start summer scouting, you know, whether it's trail cameras, mineral licks, you know, long distance blasting all through the summer. And then obviously that throughout that whole time, you've got your, you know, your, your archery and your, and your bow, pep, bow preparation. You know, Elias shoots ooh, probably what, 200, 225 days, probably more than that, probably 250 days a year she shoots. So it's not just, you know, we're practicing three weeks or four weeks before archery season starts. She's, you know, working on, you know, developing or in, improving, you know, her archery skills literally as soon as bow season's over. You know, in fact, that's probably the time she concentrates most on stuff like, you know, form and mechanics, you know, try to do some little, little nuances, improvements she can make. Like, for example, this spring, um, she wanted to slow down her shot sequence. So she switched from a caliper to like a hinge release, which is, you know, a pretty big adjustment. But again, that's the time to do it shortly after bow season versus, you know, let's say August or September. So, yeah, I would say that the the practice and preparation is 90% of it for us and 10% hunting. It's, I don't want to say it's an, anticlimactic, but it almost is. Uh, we enjoy the preparation as much as the actual hunt. You know, uh, talking about all that, Lee, I had a question for you. The first thing is outside the actual deer hunting, what's your favorite part of the whole process during the year, whether it's shed hunting or setting trail cameras or whether it's something else you really love? Um, probably planning food plots. I like to like, it's just fun to like mix things up for different uh, spots. And maybe like there's a certain deer, maybe we'll do certain plots for like that certain buck. Yeah, that's a good point. We try, she, it's, she's done a good job and we've done, you know, I'd like to think we've done a good job of identifying, you know, a buck we want to hunt and then planting to that buck or to that specific spot, literally putting in, you know, a three acre bean field in an attempt to kill one specific buck, knowing what his patterns had been, you know, the previous two or three years, uh, rather than just, Hey, we're going to put a food plot in and hope a big buck shows up. We're planning to not just bucks, but specific mature bucks. Well, and another thing along those lines, I know you guys do a lot of scouting, a lot of camera work uh, before the season, and you typically will have some particular deer that you're focused on. And I know, Dave, from prior conversations that we've had, that Aaliyah 
is extremely disciplined and self-controlled far beyond, you know, what I would say that I am, Leah. you know, like if I've got a 180 in the area, but there's a few 160s in the area, I'm going to be very tempted if those 160s are daylight roamers that are standing under my tree every day, uh, my patience is going to wear thin, but you don't tend to give into that kind of temptation, do you? It's it's uh, I think that's the thing that maybe impresses me most with with Aaliyah is her dedication. And that includes like to one specific deer of all the the, the eight deer she shot, eight, eight bucks she shot in Ohio over the years. All eight of them were the specific buck she was hunting at that time. Um, so and then our, and our last 20 bucks in Ohio combined have been between me and I and me and Aaliyah, between Aaliyah and I have been the specific buck we were hunting when we harvested that buck. But again, it's it's that comes with hunting your own specific areas. You know, obviously when you're out of state on a five, six, seven day hunt, you know, you, you try to kill a mature animal, uh, you've got limited time. But at home, you know, we've got a four month plus bow season. Our strategy is wait them out at some point, you know, they're gonna make a mistake. Now, Aaliyah is the is the kill, uh, you know, what you're focused on or a big deal for you? Or is it something that is just kind of an, uh, the cap of all the hard work that you guys do? And I also have to ask you as a second part of that question, do you still get super nervous when you're getting drawn back on one of these particular deer that you've been waiting a long time for? Yeah, I still get pretty nervous, but I do, I think I do a good job holding my emotions until like after I shoot the animal. Um, Cause sometimes I'll be shaking, but then when I draw back, I'm usually, I can, uh, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I can make a good shot and I'm not like super like shaken or anything like that and then I just like that after that I start to get really emotional and stuff and like that's whenever <laughs> that's whenever I start like freaking out a little bit well I think maybe if you wouldn't mind expanding on what you just said there we can learn from you you've been so successful at this for all of the people who are listening talk to me about you know Probably when the buck first steps out, you know, like if you're on a food plot, say, and he comes, you get a big rush of adrenaline. That's the way it happens with me. If you're like, oh, there's the deer. But then you try to get yourself under control, right? And usually yeah. there's a little bit of time maybe before you get your opportunity. Tell me what's going on in your head as you draw back and start to go through that process. What is your mindset? What is in your brain as you're executing the shot well i'm really just trying to tell myself to relax and i know that i've practiced this like over and over and over again and it's just the exact same just do the same exact thing that i would practicing in the archery range do you have a, a mantra or something that you repeat to yourself in your head as you're getting ready to shoot Take a spot, maybe. Or yeah, follow, follow so, through. yeah, follow through, definitely. 
And I just like, I don't really have any words. I just think to myself, like, just stay calm. Like you can, like, you know, you can do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it, it's interesting because I think the thought process, there are definitely similarities, right? I mean, everybody's different, but there's some similarities. Like when you talked about telling or thinking about all the practice and I, I tell myself, like, it's the same thing as shooting a doe. It's the same thing as shooting a doe. It's the same thing as shooting a doe, you know, and it, and it is. It's the same thing as shooting a foam target in your backyard, but it doesn't feel like it, right? No, but you're, you're, you're right. It doesn't feel like it at all. But I, I think that's one thing that helped Aaliyah is, you know, when I was her age, you know, archery shooting, I would shoot at a 3D target was a challenge and we do we obviously do 3d shoots on weekends and stuff but when she first started getting into hunting even before she started with archery when she was still using her crossbow you know five six years old i tried to make it so that she had as lifelike a situation as possible in practice so that when you know hunting situations occurred you know she could she would be as prepared as possible you know for example shooting in from an elevated stand shooting with all her clothes on shooting at animals i'd have her call her shot i'd like you know put a a 3D target out at 42, 44 yards, whatever it might be, 30 yards, having her range it and calling the shot like that, that deer's broadside or quartering away or a steep quartering away. So she would be able to read, you know, angles and so forth and know what to do when an actual animal stepped out. And I also think it helped a lot as much time as she spent in the woods over the years, even before she could hunt or even before she was hunting, you know, spending time in the woods with me, observing and studying animal body language you know whether it's turkeys or deer and say hey this deer is relaxed or this deer is about to bolt you know this this buck knows something's up uh you know I, there's there's nothing like experience and and same with you know killing a deer once you've killed a big buck you know at least it was this way for me you know I, for years i had trouble doing it because i hadn't done it yet you know it's same you know guys miss 125 inch deer that have never shot 125 inch deer once you shoot that 125, for example, but then a 160 comes fast, you know, you, you, you know, I'd shot a few decent animals when I was younger. First time a 150 class buck stepped out, you know, I just about jumped out of a tree. So, but then once you have done it, you, you have that experience, that confidence to know the next time it happens, you could do it. So, you know, I, I think that those early accomplishments or successes really helped her later in life you know and that, you, that goes for anything whether it's hunting or basketball or in you know, life once you've accomplished success or achieved success it's easier to be successful you know going forward in future encounters so i think it was fortunate that she had some success early on to give her the confidence again early on that she could do it and that's you know carried with her carried through all these years Geez, Mr. Demko, I, I left you a big opening there. I was thinking well, you were going to jump in. I, I was I was thinking about it because I wanted to ask you, you have the the my story with Aaliyah. You have that Facebook page where you you put all the videos up and probably up until the past year and you really documented the whole process well. And as Christian said at the start, uh, the thing that really grabbed our attention is, you know, Aaliyah, you're out there shooting 80 and 100 yards and hitting the bullseyes. Um, and so, you know, we should probably talk a little bit about what your current bow setup is and and what you really try to hone in when you're shooting those longer distances and how it's helped you as far as when you're out hunting in the field. I mean, there's, there's a, lot, a lot to unpack there. But I mean, first thing is you're shooting 
really accurately at really long distances. And so what's your current setup that you're using as far as a bow and an arrow? Um, I'm shooting a Hoyt Arc 7 and my draw length is set at uh, 29 inches. So I have a pretty long draw and pretty sure- Same, same as mine. <laughs> pretty sure the poundage is around 57. Yeah. Yeah, but she shoots what, Axis? Axis 340 arrows, grizzly stick broadheads. Her total arrow weight right now is around 502, 503. So it's a fairly heavy setup, but that's the mm -hmm. same setup she shoots you know, on the on the range. And and you, you had mentioned, Dave, she shoots like 250 days a year. Just talk about a typical practice session, Aaliyah. What do you how many how many shots do you take? And you know, do you start close and go long, or do you step right out and start whacking them in there at a buck thirty? Usually, I start pretty close, and then I'll move back. And then once I like go back to forty, I can like I'll go back up again, and then I'll just start shooting like in random areas. And then I might even do a little bit of blind bail, so that I just like can practice on my release. And then I'll go back to shooting a little bit more. And then sometimes I'll go out and shoot like. 100 yards and is that is that like how far you normally shoot at the farthest or do you shoot even farther than 100 on a regular basis um some days i'll shoot a little further than 100 but that's usually about how far i'll go well your sight max is out at some point right yeah <laughs> so it the her her the slider on her sight only maxes around 70. So anything past that, especially like those further distances, 100 and, you know, and plus, it's she's actually aiming at a spot several feet or even 15, 20 feet above the actual target. So did you work out like reference points, Aaliyah, for these targets at home where you know like where to aim or how are you figuring that out? Um, Usually it's just like, yeah, it's sure. just randomly if like, because we don't have the target in the same spot, usually it'll move around a little bit. So we kind of just have to like estimate like usually a couple, a foot or two above the target or sometimes so, I'll set my pin like right on the top of it. So the, obviously you shoot enough that even without thinking about it consciously, I mean, you are thinking about it, but okay, I'm going to make an analogy for you. You ever think about before you go to bed, like, Okay, I got to set my alarm for four o'clock tomorrow because it's opening day at turkey season. But that's too easy because you're amped up. But, you know, just for a meeting you have at work and you got to get up at six o'clock. And I can't tell you how many times I set my alarm for six o'clock. And at 557, I wake up and I'm picking up my phone and seeing what time it is. And the point is, right, your brain is actually an incredible, incredible instrument. And your brain can tell time subconsciously way more than you can tell time consciously. And where I'm going with this is because you have shot so much, Aaliyah, your brain is familiar with the trajectory of your arrow flight. And while, yes, I mean, you're thinking about it because you're aiming, your subconscious is telling your, your conscious exactly where to put that pin. And to me, I mean, I'm kind of put to shame because I could not do that. But that's because I don't shoot the number of arrows that you do. I'm impressed. Thank you. 
but but I don't either. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't trust me. It's one of those things with Leah. It's do as I say, not as I do, because I can't even come close to replicating or duplicating how she shoots. I mean, I, we use lighted knocks for everything and she uses them so we could kind of film and track the flight of her arrow. I use lighted knocks so that I could find them in the grass after I miss a target. <laughs> so. Well, I, wa I was actually going to ask you, Aaliyah, and I guess I know the answer because, you know, you have to, but like, it's got to be rare. Do you ever miss? Yes. Oh, okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. How often do you miss? Um, <laughs> not probably, any. probably never twice in a row anyways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when we, which, like she was talking about, we'll move the targets around when we first start a practice session. So again, she'll take one or two shots to try to figure out exactly, you know, if it's 108 yards, for example, she'll, you know, Kentucky windage for a better term, lack of a better term. Let's say, hey, this shot, this arrow shot six inches low, it's at 103. So she'll know the next shot. So usually there's only one or two off shots when she shoots those long distance, you know, sessions. And then, she, you know, she's zeroed in. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of it, you're right, is knowing the trajectory, you know, of, of her of her setup. Um, but that's changed a lot the last few years. You know, she's, she's grown so much as any teenager does. And I think when she first started bow hunting, when she was nine, she was shooting. 23, 22 and a half inches, and now she's you know, 29 inches five years later. But she's got orangutan arms, so <laughs> that's eight arms. Well, I'm just, go ahead, Mark. I was just curious, while well, before we move off this topic, what's the craziest or the most difficult or the longest shot you've ever attempted? 200 yards. Okay, I hope what you don't mind you, asking. What were, yeah, what were you doing? Um, we shot like from one hill down, like across the valley. kind of, yeah, kind of across the valley. And were you like got a balloon, right? Yeah. I think you, you made a video on that, right? Yep. Yeah. That's still online. People can find that on your Facebook or is that where it is? YouTube and uh, Instagram. Yeah. Gotcha. And speaking of YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff, I mean, you know, I know you guys not super well, but I think well enough to know that you'd, you'd be doing this together if there was no attention from anybody else. But the fact of the matter is, because, Aaliyah, there, there's not a 14-year-old girl behind every tree doing what you do, people do tend to take notice. And you've gotten some attention from, you know, folks in the industry. I know you have a relationship with Hoyt. Um, I don't know who else, but talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what kind of relationships have you developed? And, you know, what are you doing? Uh, or what are your goals with this, you know, in any sort of a professional sense? Not that you're going to maybe think that you're going to make a full-time living, but even as you grow up and pursue whatever other interests you have, you know, what do you think the outdoors world has for you as well? You want me to start? How do you take yes, over this? Yeah. One? So, well, real quick, um, Christian. So we were fortunate to be with Archer's Choice with Ralph and Vicky for years, even like mm -hmm. I was with them before Lee was born. Uh, and then several years ago, around probably three, three and a half years ago, Aaliyah and I kind of, we, we had been talking about it for, for, 
probably a year and she we'd been posting some videos online of her long distance shooting and that started kind of garnering some attention um from parents that were interested in getting their kids involved in, in archery and bow hunting so we set out again exactly three and a half years ago just january uh it'd be 2019 2020 i guess it was to to create a, a digital type project called my story with Aaliyah, but the goal or focus behind it was to try to inspire kids other kids and youth to get involved in archery and bow hunting you know no one wants to listen to their you know no one wants to listen to me lecture them no kid wants to listen to me you know you, you you get lectured by your parents all the time what are kids watching on on these on social media and youtube for example they're watching other kids you know whether it's playing with legos or playing video games or opening christmas presents our thought was who better to influence and inspire other kids than a kid. So that's kind of was the, the, the premise or the goal behind my story with Aaliyah. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it's been, you know, fairly successful. Uh, and uh, we've got some you know wonderful partnerships. We, you mentioned Hoyt. We've got about seven or eight other really strong partnerships that, that we've had for the most part, uh, the whole three and a half years, I guess we picked up a couple of new ones the last, yeah. the last year or so. That's that's really cool. Feel free to, I mean, if you have sponsors or partners that yeah. are helping you out, feel free. This is yeah. your time to brag about everybody and what great stuff they make. Well, um, for for Aaliyah's uh, clothing sponsor, and they, they've been probably one of our strongest partners since the beginning, it was mm -hmm. DSG Outerwear. Uh, even before we started my story with Aaliyah, Aaliyah's worked with DSG for, what, six, seven years? Yeah. Uh, DSG Outerwear, which is a women's outdoor clothing line. It's phenomenal stuff, whether it's ice fishing, um, snowmobiling, hunting. They, they've got a phenomenal line of, of clothing that's made for women, you know, in a woman's you know, body type. Uh, and it's, it's functional, quiet, you know, zippers are set up properly quiet, functional, warm, you know, for late season hunting. Uh, so my DSG Outerwear, for our, uh, as far as hunting gear, We've got uh, archery, I should say. Hoyt Archery has been a strong partner for the whole time, three and a half, four years. Easton Arrows, strong partner. Uh, Grizzly Stick Broadheads. And then all, more along the lines of like, I guess you could say, I don't want to say ancillary partners, but as far as not necessarily just hunting related, uh, Merit Seed is a really strong seed company we started working with. Rogue Bowstrings, what else we've got? Browning trail cameras, which we've been using Browning for since Aaliyah was th two or three years old. Just a phenomenal company and, and super strong partner that uh, I can't say enough about them. And, and uh, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, do you know Tom Rainey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Tom. Tom Rainey, do you hunt with Tom Rainey? He probably wants to go hunting with you too. We want to hunt. Did you go on a hunt with Tom? Tom is Tom is awesome. No, you need to go on a hunt with Tom. And they make obviously great trail cameras, but Tom has yeah. probably the greatest broadcasting voice of anyone who's not in professional broadcasting. He's phenomenal. Ali was fortunate enough to do a podcast with him at the ATA this past January in Indy, and uh, just just a phenomenal guy. And you're right, though, Christian. He's got a, a he's got a, an amazing that baritone voice. He's and just an awesome personality too, you know, just, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, so Aaliyah, do you, um, do you find that you have opportunity to get uh, involved in 
helping other kids shooting? Do you do any coaching or have you gone to any like uh, scholastic 3D or things like that where you can maybe serve as a mentor for other people your age who are getting into this? Um, I haven't really done anything like that, but it's just like uh, I help my younger brother, you know, like go hill check trail cameras with us. Um, he's always watching hunting shows on TV. <laughs> I would say most of it is probably done digitally, yeah. Christian, you know, mm -hmm. as far as social media and then the interaction feedback we get is you know, posting videos. We do a lot on uh, Facebook with like Facebook specific groups like Bow Hunters of America and Bow Hunting League. Uh, food plot management group is another one. So there's some kind of specialty type food, uh, Facebook group pages that uh, gives you an opportunity to really interact with, you know, with, 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 uh, with people online. Well, yeah. And that leads me to the next thing that I really was curious, Mark. Uh, Aaliyah, do you get a lot of like fan messages? Yeah. Yes. And do, dad, do you screen all her fan messages? Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, some, there's, there's some interesting ones is that she's gotten more young woman versus a uh, little girl. But, uh, you know, 99.9 percent .9 of it's been uh, good feedback, is, you know, and, and you're fine with it as a parent. How's that? Well, and, and also, this is probably a good time to mention that while you guys are known for your archery and bow hunting involvement, that I'm sure you have a rather large gun safe at home as well. So, you know, anybody that wants to come around will have to help you clean your guns. Exactly. Good point. <laughs> Mark, what have you got? You know, we, we were talking a lot about um, your shooting and whitetail deer hunting you know in ohio where you live but you've done a bit of traveling the two of you right you i think you take a, a really nice elk i believe you were to alaska for you got a big black bear what's your what's your favorite story from from all the trips you've taken like what's the thing when first thing that comes to your mind that you just loved um probably the speed when i shot a speed goat an antelope in montana I think that was my favorite because it's not like something that I've like, it's not any, like anything else that I've done before mm -hmm. because we got to like stalk it and like, it was just a completely different experience from any of the other hunts that I've been on. Yeah. Just more of a spot stalk type yeah. scenario versus sitting in a tree stand or a blind, it, you know, it's pursuing the animal, you know, again, spot and stalk. It was, and it was a peak of the rut for you know for antelope in, in montana and just oh, incredible numbers yeah. of goats out there and good bucks you know not you'd see what a dozen plus pope and youngs in an, in an afternoon uh and just but yeah you you could tell it was she was out of her element the first couple of days doing that but at the same time you could see that you know how how much she enjoyed that do you remember how far was the shot 60 yeah, 60. Wow. Wow. And so you, along those lines, do you have anything that you're lining up for the fall other than obviously hunting at home? Are you, you going on any trips this fall? Um, yeah, we're going to South Dakota. Mealies. What are you, you, you going to hunt there? Uh, Mealies. Okay. Have you ever gotten mule deer before? No. All right. 
And what about elk? Not this fall, but she, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's killing up with her bow, but it's with basketball season. It's now that she's, she'll be a freshman this fall. It's, it's, I mean, middle school basketball is pretty intense and demanding, I guess you could say, but high school, wow, it's, it started, the middle school season ended in February and high school season started as far as preparation practice, weightlifting literally a month later. So basketball kind of cuts into some of the hunting. So we're probably not going to get to elk hunt this year, but we're going to try to get back out to New Mexico next fall. Yeah, it's going to get harder and harder, Dad. I know that the high school years are difficult. My my oldest is going to be a senior this year. Mark's daughter is going to be a senior this year. So we've been through this. And uh, Aaliyah, like I told you at ATA, no matter what else you get going on in your life, always make time to go hunting with Dad, even if you can't do it to the extent that you've been doing it for these past years. Pick those couple of days. And if you have to sit your basketball coach down and just explain the facts of life, you know, that's the way that it's got to be. I hear that you're a pretty good player, so they'll probably cut you some slack to get out there, especially during peak rut. What are some of your other interests, Aaliyah? Basketball, uh, what else? Um, Basketball, uh, I like to camp. I like doing art. Yeah, fishing. <laughs> I, love, I love fishing. What do you? Oh, sp speaking of which, what are you after? What are you? What are you fishing for out there? Uh, yeah, smallmouth. And then a couple of days ago, I was uh, just fishing on Lake Erie, and I caught some walleye and some sheephead. <laughs> That's great. That was the highlight of Mark and I's recent trip up to Manitoba. We killed a couple of nice bears, but. The walleye fishing was unbelievable. We were just joking uh, yesterday that it was really tough. You had to be willing to commit at least 30 minutes if you wanted to get your limit of walleye. You couldn't just expect to do it in 15. You know, <laughs> you had to really allocate some some time. <laughs> I want I want to get her up there in, in Manitoba or Saskatchewan to experience the bear hunting and also the fishing up there. Absolutely. The bear hunting and then of course the deer hunting too. It's funny. I yeah. just edited, I just yeah. edited in an article this week too about a Saskatchewan deer hunt. So oh, there's still a lot out there for you, Aaliyah. As much as you've accomplished, you can stick with this for a lifetime and you'll never have done it all. But uh do you have like any crazy goals in hunting? Like, you know, you want to be the first, you know woman under a certain age to do x or y i mean i don't know i'm just thinking off the top of my head but do you do you care about stuff like that um not too much but i definitely have like goals like certain hunts that i want to go on sure. uh, a brown bear hunt uh caribou and then maybe even like a trip to africa i feel like that'd be super cool Christian, would be, she hunted browns the year we went to Alaska. Um, in fact, she had a big boar at less than 10 yards. And she had a brown bear tag. I mean, that was kind of the, the, the goal of the hunt was for her to, and she was 10 at the time. I mean, she had the equipment set up and everything. Um, and we had, again, a, a, a shooter brown at 10 yards. But he zigged when he needed to zag. He was coming to a salmon stream. And she's a lefty shooter. He came in on 
far left and she couldn't get spun around to get a shot. So, uh, but, but yeah, I know that that Brown eluded her and she's talked about it ever since. I, I, I want to make a deal, Aaliyah, because one of my dreams in life is to hunt with you someday. But I can't invite myself to come out to Ohio and hunt with you. So I'd like to go to Africa, too. So when we go to Africa, let's get a group together and go on the safari all at the same time so that we can hang out a little bit at the lodge while we have that experience. Would you agree to that? Yes. All right. Uh, you got it. You hear that, Dave? Aaliyah has agreed that we're going to go to Africa together. So you and I are going to have to work on that. Mr. Demko, are you in on this? I'm absolutely in. And I wanted to make sure we invited Dave, too, that it wasn't, you know. <laughs> well, I thought that was kind of <laughs> I didn't want you to feel left out. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, what else have you got, Mr. Demko? I had one last thing, and I really wanted to hear this since, since we started talking. Lee, I'm going to ask you, you've taken a number of really nice, quality, mature bucks. What's your favorite buck story? What, what's your favorite memory? Do you have a deer that stands out to you? Um, Iceman, probably, because it was super late season. I'm pretty sure I shot him in January. And it was just, yeah, a rough season. Uh, a buck we were after earlier that season, was that? Yeah, that was Boy, Jester. 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 Jester, yeah. And he disappeared. And we ended up finding him in the spring. Um, we found him uh, dead. So he disappeared, and that was the buck I was after. And so uh, we started... Uh, going for Iceman and it was just like a super long season it was super cold but uh we made it happen we pulled it out and January 23rd yeah January, January 23rd, 23rd yeah. so you know less than at that time the way the season ended in Ohio that year so it was just two years ago she had a week and a half left and I think she had that was her let with basketball in the middle of the season at that point she literally had one day left to hunt an hour left to hunt for her whole season mm -hmm. and uh when she killed that deer so that was kind of a in fact uh she we both broke down after you know after she made the shot because you know that was again a tough long season and uh you know the culmination of, of months of, of work and you know pulled it out at the end of 11th hour deer <laughs> i have a confession to make Aaliyah. And I feel like I need to do this since you've agreed to go on African safari with me. I, I'm a basketball referee. And will you still hunt with me? Even if I, you know that I'm a referee, I, I, I officiate high school and junior high games here in Pennsylvania. And I might like really be super annoying. You know, you don't know if I'm a good ref. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't give the, he doesn't give the refs any grief i do as I, I do i'm the I'm it's that. always the parents they're tough you know I they, think it, but like i know i think to myself what why would you call that or like what was that call that was horrible well i i have i umpire baseball and softball too and i will tell you that the difference is night and day basketball you got to give us a little benefit of the doubt. There are 10 players on the court, all moving, 
all the time at the same time. And my partner and I are supposed to see everything that happens and we're supposed to be able to process it and never get anything wrong and never miss anything. It's impossible. And the truth of the matter is, is you could either call, you could call something almost every time up and down the court and you can't, you can't. So yeah, just give us a little bit of slack on that, Aaliyah. Okay. We're trying our best, but uh Anyway, I wanted to close with this. For This is for you, Dave. You know, obviously, everybody wants to focus on Aaliyah, and she is a remarkable young woman. But, you know, this is an opportunity for you to sort of brag on her, because when you think back to when she first started hunting, you know, as kids, kids don't know what they don't know. But we know as more experienced hunters, like you literally have to tell a new hunter, you know, when to hold still, you know, when to stand up, when to draw the bow, when to take the shot, every little thing. And she has now matured at the ripe old age of 14 into like an incredible hunting partner. I am sure that you know, it just comes so naturally to her. And so, you know, when you look at her as not only your daughter, but your hunting partner over what she has done in the last 10 years, I mean, just talk to me about what that has meant to you and and just how, you know, good she is today compared to where she was then. I mean, you know, Christian, this goes without saying, you know, we've you and I have talked about this many times, you know, uh, but it's, I can't tell you how proud I am as a, as, as a parent, as a father, not because of, of her successes or not just because of her successes, but because of all the work she's done to achieve these successes, you know, her, her hard work, her diligence. I mean, she, she gets, it. you know, it's not just about, Hey, I want to go kill something, put me in a good spot. She, she's earned every animal she's ever killed, she's ever, ever harvested. You know, whether it's here in Ohio or out of state, um, but she works year round and she has since she was little, you know, since she was old enough to, to safely be on a four wheeler, safely run a tractor. Um, but she puts the work in year round. And I think that's what I'm most proud of is, again, the successes are, you know, absolutely. I'm proud of that. You know, the, 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 the great animals she's harvested over the years, but it's the work that she's put in to get to a position or point where she's able to, you know, to, to, to make killing shots. That's, that's what makes me more proud as any, uh, than anything as a parent is again, how hard she's worked all these years to become successful, not the success itself, but how hard she's worked and diligent she's been about it. Um, you know, again, it's late season, it's cold. It's you're, you're burned out. Maybe you've been hunting for four and a half months. You know, there's there's a million other things a teenage girl can do at that point. Hang out with her friends, you know, play basketball, do anything, play videos, whatever it might be. And she knows that you're not going to kill anything in the house. So I think that how hard is how hard she's worked over the years is what makes me as proud as anything. Not not the successes she's had. Again, I'm super successful. I'm super I'm sorry, super happy about those successes. But it's how hard she's worked and diligent and persistent she's been. That's what makes me most proud as her dad. And, and I mean, she's just, she's an awesome kid. You know, she cares about 
she cares about hunting. She cares about the outdoors. She cares about, you know, trying to help get other people involved with hunting and, and, and archery. Uh, and she cares about the animals we hunt, you know, she respects the animals we hunt. So, you know, she's an awesome kid and I couldn't be more proud. Well, you remember, Aaliyah, all those nice things your dad just said about you, because yeah. as, as Mark and I can attest, over these next several years, as you go from a freshman to a senior, dad there is going to seem a little more and more progressively annoying to you as the years go by, as you realize how little he knows and how wise you have quickly become. But just cut him some slack. because. He really does care. <laughs> Mark, I don't know what more I can say. Why don't you take us out? Well, you know what? First of all, just thank you both so much for taking time to join us, uh, especially since you're on your vacation. We really appreciate it. And I will just add probably the best background we've had, I think, on the podcast. Look gorgeous there. So thank you both. And uh Keep knocking them down. Hopefully you have a great fall and hopefully we'll see you at a ATA show come uh, January. And for everybody who's listening, thanks for joining us on the Bow Hunting Podcast presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Christian. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand or Connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.